Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren, and this is an episode of our RPG A Day series. August 9th, Light. August 10th, Want. After marveling at the beauty before her for a moment, the beautiful mist rising, the cool air from all of the movement of the water, Clara noticed that there was a path. It looked worn. How strange. They hadn't seen any people. They hadn't seen any signs of people. But maybe there was a small village somewhere that they hadn't stumbled across. She decided to follow it. There wasn't really anywhere else to go except back where they had come from. So, signaling to Ignacio to follow, she took off carefully down the trail. It wasn't a terribly steep or dangerous trail, but it did go through multiple switchbacks down down, down, along the face of the cliff where the waterfall fell. It was much more sloping to the sides. It almost looked like it was on purpose or planned somehow. It was really amazing, and she stopped to appreciate the beauty of it more than once. Finally, they came around the 10th or 11th switchback, and the path seemed to lead straight to the waterfall. Interesting. So, so Clara followed it. And as she drew nearer, she noticed there was a space and there was a cave hidden behind the waterfall. So she ducked in. The mist of the water felt so good on her face after being out in the sun for so long. But after being in the bright light of day, stepping into the cave, she was near completely blind before her eyes finally adjusted. Ignacio followed Clara into the cave. He was also blinded from being out in the bright daylight, um, and his eyes took a moment to adjust. And when he looked down, he noticed a small glow coming from his pocket, the pocket that held the compass that he had found there. He pulled it out and noticed some markings on it he had not noticed before, runic carvings of some kind, and one was glowing slightly, almost as if it was guiding him. Putting the compass before him, they walked farther into the cave, and there, half-submerged in water in front of them, were columns of some form of temple or building of marble or stone or maybe coral. He wasn't sure. It was rock-like and, uh, and looked definitely uh, hewn and man-made and carved. And as he looked, he saw that the, the marking on the compass, uh, a swirl, um, maybe water being poured into or out of something, glowed faintly. And there on one of the columns was the same marking, also now glowing. While Clara had heard about such things in maritime tales, she'd never seen anything remotely like this. And she was a bit dumbfounded. Standing before it, her mind couldn't quite grasp what she was looking at. She moved closer, reaching out to touch one of the columns. It was cool, but it wasn't stone-like. It must have been coral, but she wasn't sure, having never seen an actual marble structure. Looking around, she could see that the temple purposefully sloped down into the water, and there was a little flat surface there that looked almost like a bench where you could sit and then it appeared to be very, very deep water in the center. It got very dark and still. There was no movement whatsoever on the surface of the water. 
She was so tempted to kick off her shoes and roll up her pants and go down and at least step into the water, but it seemed like such a sacred place. She decided she probably shouldn't do that. As she turned to talk to Ignacio in hushed tones, for some reason she felt the need to whisper in such a place, she heard a small sound in the water behind her. Ignacio stood at the edge of the water, um, almost ready to take a step in, being propelled forward uh, by the compass glowing when he also heard the splashing or the, the, the ripples in the water coming closer and closer. He immediately took a step backwards away from it, afraid that it would be some form of hideous sea monster, things of legend that he'd only heard tales of from grizzled grizzled uh, seamen when they uh, in their drunken stupors at the bars but uh, but as he stood there and his eyes slowly adjusted uh, a supple figure broke through the water uh, a head looking very female with long flowing hair came into view swimming up Ignacio realized that he was in the presence of a mermaid the mermaid settled onto the bench area in the water. Clara couldn't see below her waist. Her hair was covering her torso, but she assumed that she probably didn't have legs. What a fascinating thought. She had never really thought mermaids were real. I mean, they talked about all kinds of things that she had never seen. Mythical creatures, terrible beasts. None of them had turned out to be real. Fascinated, she watched as the mermaid stared at the compass in Ignacio's hand and then glanced up at him. You called me? Clara gasped. Uh, we did? Oh, oh, I understand. The compass called you. The compass still held tightly in his hand. Ignacio looked forward at the mermaid, a creature of unbelievable beauty that he had never thought that he would, would ever get the chance to see, and was about to say something when a gruff voice came from behind him, the voice of Captain Marius, demanding to know, I want to know what happened to my son. Music for our RPG A Day episodes is found on the Free Music Archive. It is Great Open Sea by Wellington Sea Shanty Society and is licensed under an attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 United States license. We hope that you enjoy these episodes. Feel free to leave a comment through Anchor or email me at updates.from.nowhere at gmail.com and we'll be happy for any feedback that you give us. Have a great day. Hey, Laren, I know you're very busy. This is Jason. I want to thank you so much for talking to me the other day. That was great. And I just want to let you know, I know you're wanting to GM a game here soon. 
and you're looking through systems and all, but you know, there, there are right systems and wrong systems. And I think maybe if, if you can spare the time, there's a free RPG clinic going on this month. Go over to the I'm Right, You're Wrong podcast by Nate Gilbreth and, and listen to that. Start at the beginning of the month, you know, the August 1st episode, and, and he'll make you a masterclass RPGer. He'll teach you what games are, are not real RPGs and not to play and which games are the best games, like D&D, specifically the double... The deuce and a half, D and D two point five. So go listen to Nate. He's right. He knows what he's talking about, Laren. And and you'll be a great GM. But but trust me, there's wrong ways to play. So you you, you really need to listen to Nate's advice. Hey, Jason. Thank you so much for that message. You may have saved me from embarrassing myself terribly. I'm afraid I would have picked the wrong game. And you're right. Deuce and a half sounds pretty darn awesome. Right up my alley. Thanks, man. I'm going to go listen to all the episodes that Nate has published up until now. Okay, Maddie, tell her what you think.